Welcome to another great segment of The Learning Project. We are so excited about our new segment called Road Trip Training. We have a whole new series that's really hitting some great topics that our educators have really been bringing to light in our classes. Every one of our trainings in May are going to be free. Yes, I said it free. You do not want to miss this. This is an opportunity for you to grow, plan, and really see where you fit in early childhood education. I'm going to be your trainer. I hope you take this amazing ride with me and learn with Learning Project. So you're probably asking yourself, how does this all work? How do I get free STARS credits? Well, I am going to explain that to you right now. One, completely listen to the podcast, or you can listen to our YouTube clips that we have available for all of our educators. Second, you wanna go onto our Google form that will be a link in all of our podcasts, as well as under our YouTube links, and what you're going to do is you're going to fill out that Google Forum assessment. So there's lots of great information in there, lots of goodies. So once you finish that, then your information will be sent to me. You are going to be sent a certificate and then I am going to apply your credits into merit. Yes, you guys, it's that easy. It's three steps. Listen to the podcast or the YouTube podcast to do the assessment, then we will apply your SARS credits and you will get a certificate. It's that easy, you guys. We are so excited to give these free trainings to everyone. We wanna thank you so much for your support over the last year. These years have been so amazing and we wanna give back to our community. So without further ado, let's jump into this podcast and let's listen, learn, and grow together. Good morning, good afternoon, or good night to some of you guys. This is Stephanie with The Learning Project. You guys, I am so excited about our next series. Welcome to Road Trip Training, you guys, where these trainings are short, sweet, simple, and they're easy for you to access. They're a lot of fun, and it really helps you to focus on skills that are going to help you be a better educator and really provide different types of support systems for the people around you. So we're going to dive into our next portion of our training. It is called celebration planning. It is one of my favorite things to do, period, you guys. Every single time I have gone into a center, I love to party. I love to throw lots of different types of celebrations and really be able to celebrate the work that students do as well as celebrate um, just life in general. There's a lot of kids that don't get that chance um, to celebrate with their families and friends. And this is a great way to do that. So I'm gonna share some of my favorite tips of planning a celebration, how to go about doing that. And then we're going to actually put some of this into play. Some of you guys are like, okay, I've never been to a training like this. Like, how is this going to work? First of all, we're going to talk about the core competency that we're going to really focus in on, which is child growth and development. Anytime that you do any kind of party, any kind of planning, I love to display a child's way of learning and how they're growing. Sometimes it's in that moment and sometimes it's over time. So let me give you an example. So for example, one of my favorite things to do in the spring, if you haven't done it, I talked about it on one of my other podcasts. We did a lot of different outside activities. One was um, 
doing a um po- uh, doing a podcast see y'all i always get jumbled in the beginning you're gonna notice that on every single one of mine but you know what it's okay mistakes don't define us and we just gotta keep on pushing right okay anyways <laughs> so um the first one that i love doing is the marketplace if you haven't set up a marketplace i'm gonna actually took a picture of this and it actually i think i have a video too and so i worked for a different company so i just want to make sure that company's information is not released um but i believe i took a picture of it so i'm going to put it under my pinterest you're going to actually get our link to our pinterest board this um this training so that you can actually go and check out some of the things that we suggest for graduation so um we did a marketplace where we had live fruit vegetables and students could actually take quarters pennies dimes and then they would purchase the fruits, vegetables, and then they would take it up to the front. I love being a part of these kind of things. So I was pretending to be the cashier and having small talk with them. And they just loved it because I treated them like a grown up. It was something different. I wanted them to tap into their imagination and they just loved it. It's so awesome to see kids' face just like light up because they're like, oh, you're treating me like an adult. And so um, a lot of fun, you guys, a lot of fun. So also in that process, they had never had that experience before. So their families actually came out because we invited their families and their families were actually able to see how they interact and watch the learning process because we had been talking about what's a dime, what's a quarter, what's a penny. And they were able to say, I was able to say, I need two quarters and one penny. They loved it. It's so much fun. So let's talk about another celebration. I love um, fairy tales. I love um, different books, things like that. And so I wanted to create a celebration segment that actually talked about different fairy tales. So Jack and the Beanstalk, um, we looked at how could we make this an activity outside after the kids have read the book. We have talked about the book, they've created their own book. And now they get to go outside in the beautiful weather and get to explore this fairy tale world. Was it hard? Was it difficult? Absolutely. But was it worth it? Absolutely, because it was fantastic. And so kids could go to different tables and actually create foods that actually dealt with um, the different stories that we were we were reading. Um, one of them, Redfish, Bluefish. Um, and so they had like the little gummies, the different um, red, bluefish, and yellowfish. They had to put them in sequence. They made their own little fish bowl. They ate it. They listened to the story. We had families come out and they actually read the stories. That is the cool part. This is where celebrations come in. This is where all of the collective groups of people that are invested in child, the child that is attending the center or the in-home come together and create this experience for them. And it's important that we teach and also give families opportunities to be a part of our um, activities because that allows them to embrace who they are as family and also be a part of the educational system. When you start a family off very early in the educational system, the chances of them being a part of the educational system in the future is extremely crucial and it actually helps build that that um, experience with them and um, just making it a habit of them being a part of the child's um, education. A lot of times we always say, you know, I feel like I'm raising this kid, you know, the parent doesn't care, nobody cares, no one's here. Part of that is because we don't give enough opportunity to, for families to come in and be a part. So celebrations are my favorite, okay? 
period, point blank, hands down. So let's talk about this content area that we're going to run into. We're going to talk about graduation because graduation is very tricky right now during COVID. So a lot of people are doing tons of things that they had never done before. So we're going to talk about ways that you can do your graduation and how can you make it COVID friendly or maybe not COVID friendly, depending on where you live, because some states are already um, fully immersed back into the world where some of us are still in different stages. So we are going to talk about how can we show or demonstrate the learning over time during a graduation? What do we do? How does this work? Um, how can you ensure that you are going to be able to demonstrate that and also allow families to see all of the hard work that their little one has done over the years. So let's jump into this because it is going to be so much fun. Um, and I really hope that you have a chance to listen to this full podcast afterwards. Um, if you have to break it up, it's totally fine. Just make sure you know where you left off. But after you're done, you're going to take the assessment and then you're going to get those stars credits if you live in Washington State. If you don't, that's okay. You're going to get a certificate regardless of where you live. If you just have to submit a certificate so that you can um, get credits through your state, awesome. So let's jump into it and go from there. All right, let's bust out the piece of paper. So let's talk about oh just real quick before i forget i want to remind you guys there's a really cool workbook that i've made to go along with these trainings so they're probably packed with like tons of stuff and you're probably like stephanie why did you put all this stuff in here because i like a lot of stuff and i wanted to put it all together so that's what i did um so you're gonna get a lot of content with each of these trainings feel free to print them off save them to your desktop laptop your phone whatever um, take it, use it as a training. You know, maybe you want to do your own training at your center and you want to go over some things. Maybe you're a mentor. You want to use them as a, you know, a tool for your mentor um, group that you're working with. Definitely do so. So let's jump into the first tip. One, you got to pick a location. I'm going to tell you guys a secret. Some of you guys may not know this, but if you have a local library, they typically have a conference room. Those conference rooms are typically free. I have had quite a bit of my graduations for students and for my educators that go through my CDA class. And we just like make the little place very beautiful, very nice, and then we go out for dinner. But with preschool graduations, we can definitely use those. And it's really cool because they typically have a projector, they have a screen, they have adult seats. Now, you know, if you are in early childhood education, you probably sit in little children's seats. That's one of the things that defines us. But we don't want our families to have to do that. We want to have enough chairs for them to do that. So you could choose somewhere like the library to actually um, set up your graduation. Another option too, you could do a fundraiser before graduation and like you could do like a bake sale. We've done that before. That is a great celebration um, kind of little thing where we teach kids about money, finances, and they cook a bunch of cookies. Right now it's hard because of COVID. So this is the hard part. You might have to alter it. You might have to find things that are already pre-wrapped and then maybe make them, have them make something um, such as the bags that go out to the families maybe grocery bags, things like that. So 
we had a bake sale prior to graduation and then we used the money to uh, fund our graduation. Um, I've always wanted to have our graduation outside. I love outside graduations, but it's just like when people have allergies, um, do you have enough room? Um, you know, then you gotta talk about cleanup, you know, there's so many different things. So I always choose library, but you can choose um, another location. Also collaborate with your family. Some families, they work at different places and they're like, oh, we could get this for free or we can get this. Put a sign up sheet outside when you are picking a location and saying, you know, hey, we are getting ready for graduation. Do you have any suggestions? Do you have any places that would be willing to donate um, a space to us? So that is an option. Next thing I want to talk about is get it on the calendar. You want to plan this out like a month because some families, they go all out. They have lots of family. They want to come together. So um, for COVID though, depending on where you live, you're going to have to watch your numbers. So you may only be able to do immediate family and then do like a Zoom link for extended family. Um, you may have to say, you know what, let's do it outside because there's more space and we can still accomplish what we want to accomplish and we can, you know, People can still wear masks, people can do different things. So it's totally up to you, but you want to get it on the calendar because it is extremely hard. For people that are choosing not to do a graduation period, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about online virtual, um, virtual um, graduations. I think these are going to be really, I've done actually one before and it's really cool. And I'm going to show you a little bit about that. So let's talk about setting a budget. So if you have a budget or if you don't have a budget, you want to get one immediately. You want to think about, okay, are we going to sell caps and gowns? Are we going to um, have cake and ice cream? Are we going to have different food items? Again, because it's COVID time, you want to make sure that your stuff is pre-packaged and pre-wrapped so people can just pick it up or they're already given it at the door. I've seen that where you get a little sack and it has tons of little snacks and goodies and brochures and little um, um, schedules of what's going to happen for the day. There's tons of ways that you can do this. So in our Pinterest, we're going to have some little ideas that you guys can actually use. So definitely check out our Pinterest board and we're going to be filling that up a lot. So there's going to be a lot of ideas. So please check it out. Next thing, when you're setting a budget, you want to collaborate with your director or your manager. Some managers, some directors, they're going to say, you know what, we don't have a budget for, um, we don't have a budget for graduation this year. So that's where you really got to get creative and think about fundraisers. You can do tons of different things to raise money to do your graduation. And sometimes it's just an in-class graduation. Sometimes, you know, people are not going all out the way I do. They do something very small, which is totally fine. And the point is we want to be able to celebrate the continuing growth of the children that are in our centers. Okay. And for our little ones, that may also look a little different as well because we don't want, you know, of course they're not gonna understand certain pieces of graduation, but that is something that you want to think about and you wanna keep in mind. The next thing that you wanna go into is you wanna order your cap and gown. I always made it a rule that I wanted enough cap and gowns for my entire class and the hats, I wanna make sure those are available too. However, hats, I would actually make them 
a part of a package deal where people could purchase them because we would decorate the tops of the cats. So we would put, we would find like a layout, um, Joanne's fabric, Michael's, super cute stuff, glitter, um, ribbon. I would make tassels. We would put the names of each child on each cat. So that way, when the child is done with graduation, they can take it home, their families can use it as a keepsake. That is a great fundraiser as well. You can go right onto Amazon or you can go onto Oriental Trading and they actually have tons of graduation stuff and it's cheap and it's really good. So I would recommend it so that you can get on that right away. Next thing that I want to talk to you about is plan the order of events. Um, actually, let me fast forward or rewind. The ordering of the cap and gowns, the gowns always stay with us. So we would wash those, make sure they're clean, ready to go. Hats, I always try to make sure I sell them so that they're out and about and we don't have to worry about lice and different things like that. So please make sure that you offer that um, so that they could take those caps home and you could just reorder new caps, they're super cheap. So let's move on to number five. Plan the order of events, okay? This is really important. One, you don't want it to be too long, but you want it to be super cute, super fun, and very engaging for everybody. So one of my favorite graduations that I did prior to me um, leaving my last position as a director was we actually were able to do a graduation at a college. And I just really believe that giving children the opportunity to see things, experience new things, is so crucial and important. And so we were able to go and um, be a part of this college. They have beautiful scenery, very big. So it worked out great. Um, we had about 200 families show up for the graduation. It was insane. And so we had a couple of things going here. One, they came in, um, there were backdrops where you could take pictures and take funny photos. Um, there was like our cake and ice cream table where there was like little bears and things like that. So we just chose to do cake and ice cream. Um, and then we had little gift bags for all the kids celebrating their growth and development. And that was so much fun. Just the setup was super simple. We had balloons everywhere. We had a little podium. Um, my assistant director and I at that time, um, we both had gra we both graduated from college and we still had our cap and gown, okay? So um, I actually had to borrow my mom's though because I couldn't find mine for some reason, but I did have my cap. So um, <laughs> we both put our cap and gowns. We had these huge boas on. They were nice and fluffy. They're red, they're our school colors. And so we were able to get up in the front, do a little um, conversation speech and, you know, get those things ready. And it was just so much fun, just the setup in general, because it just gave a lot of party, a lot of life. We were playing music as people were coming in. We, we chose Trolls, um, that whole um, soundtrack, because the kids loved it. Um, that is what they chose. And we try to help them choose what they wanted to do. And so, once that happened and took place, we got the setups and all that good stuff. Um, we talked about the planning of the event. We made it super simple. We had a welcome. Uh, we had the students walk down the aisle um, and, you know, as everybody cheered, um, they sang a song. 
And then we did a short little speech about how proud we were of everybody. And we passed out the graduation certificates. And then the kids actually sang a song and did a dance. And so it was not like the typical graduation song. Um, they chose a song um, that they liked and then they used like a revamp of it. So we'll have some songs as well, graduation songs under our Pinterest board that you can use. Um, I don't know if you guys um, know the Dynamite song, um, but it's like, if I told you once, then I told you twice. Yeah, that one. And so they basically redid that song and then it was a graduation song. It's the cutest thing ever. And so we used that song and they had so much fun. So we took pictures, um, we had lots of engagement and it was just so, it's so emotional, right? And we also did in this process, we actually took pictures of the kids over the year and we actually showed the family all of the, the the progress that that child made um, during school with their friends, like who are their friends? You know, it helps them to understand that social and emotional part. It helps them to understand what they're interested in. It helps them to understand their skills. And so, you know, we did this whole little PowerPoint presentation where the students were able, you, the teachers brought all their pictures together and we were able to show what our school did and how they learned. Um, the teachers were actually able to say a little something as well towards the end. Um, and then the last piece that I absolutely love is that we made a yearbook. You guys, I love making yearbooks. They are so much fun, um, but it is a process. <laughs> so, um, and I'll talk to you a little bit about that. So we had these, all these things happening and a lot of people are like, that is way too much. But you know what? We talk about how much early childhood education costs and how, you know, it's hard finding good families. It's hard finding, you know, um, people to, to really be bought into what we're doing. This is our opportunity for us to do that. And I think that is super crucial and it's super important for us to be able to say, you know what? I want my child's growth and development documented and shared at the end of the year as a way, not only just to celebrate them, but to show what is happening in the center because we don't see that all the time. In-homes have the same thing. Um, show what you're doing throughout the year so families can really buy into what you've done and really see all of the hard work you do. I think one of the biggest adjustments that we do is we don't do graduations. And so when people invite other people to the graduation and they're like, wow, you guys do all of this. I want my kid to go here. That's the kind of experience you want families to have because this is a prime time in children's life. Some of them um, will we'll never have this experience again. I had one kid in my class long, long, long time ago. Um, he actually passed away. You know, he didn't graduate from high school or college or any of that stuff. And for us to be able to put a graduation on for his family before he before that happened, man, that is hard. That, that, that for me was the solidifying thing of like, I will never miss a year of graduation because you just don't know what is going to happen to a student. You don't know what's gonna happen to a child. And on top of that, there's some families that just do not celebrate children at all, you know? And it's not because they don't want to, well, some of them maybe, I don't know. But some people may not have the money. Some people may not have, know how to do it. Um, there's different families with a, a, a different abilities. Um, there's different, 
um, abilities that are physical and abilities that are invisible. Um, some people use the term disability. I use ability because there's different things that people do. So it just really allows students to be a part of something that they may have not gotten a chance to be a part of because it's not it's not part of their family's dynamic. So let's move on to number six. Plan events and performances. We talked about this. We want to make sure that that child has the opportunity to show off some kind of things. Even if you are a faith-based kind of center, you know, making sure that you make it fun. Maybe they're quoting Bible verses. Maybe they're singing, you know, different songs. Maybe they're using their musical instrument talents and then they're putting together some kind of band. Um, we also, we've never done this part, but I actually found this idea and I just, I love it. And one of the things that I love, um, personally are art exhibits so exhibiting art all around that graduation or a section of that graduation or in your or even in your um, yearbook i think is amazing because it allows you to um it allows you to actually show their art development and growth they can pick out the art that they want to display at the graduation so they're a part of it again that growth and development them recognizing what they're good at what they're proud of um, it's one thing for people to tell you what you're good at but when you're able to say what you're good at man it's a whole different thing um next one making movies okay this is my thing like i love creating videos videos are like the best thing ever so if you choose not to do a celebration at all like any kind of graduation physical celebration you can actually put together a little slideshow or movie for your graduation so we are going to have a section under our pinterest board that is going to go through how to make different celebration really short quick easy um, videos so I want to try to explain this to you over podcast, okay? <laughs> so I did a um, video for my students and basically what happened, I got this idea from TikTok, you guys probably have seen it, where people are like in their normal clothes and then all of a sudden they'll like put their hand near the camera and then they back up and they're in something else. That is the, the video that I chose to make because I felt it was the easiest. So what I did was one, I had to take each one of my students, which was really, this was a lot. It's a lot of preparation right here, guys. So I had each one of my students come out. I told their families, you know, hey, we're going to be doing this video. Do it in the beginning of the day before they start getting dirty. Okay. Do not do the video at the end of the day after they have like tore their hair up, they're covered in paint, running outside. You know, you always have that one kid that's rolling around in the dirt because that's just what they do. They, they love that kind of stuff. And so don't do it at the end of the day, do it in the beginning of the day or before lunch, okay? So that they don't get dirty. So you have each student come out. Me, I did like two or three kids at a time. And I had my center's name, like we had a, our name of the center on the wall. And so they would like do a dance and then they would pick up a book that was chosen for the year and they would bring the book up to the camera and cover the camera and I would stop the camera or stop the video. Then we would put their gown on, then I would have them hold the book back up to my camera and then they would back up and they were in their cap and gown and they would do a dance. 
what I did also in this video was put what they wanted to be when they grew up. So I had some of the funniest, I mean, I was rolling y'all. I had some of the funniest things that kids wanted to be, but the one kid, one of the kids said to, said to me that he wanted to be a T-Rex. And when he did his dance for this whole thing, he had like the little short arms. I was rolling so hard because I was just like, this is like so random. But he was like, I, I don't know what you're gonna do, but I'm about to be a T-Rex. So, you know, I think it's just fun for kids to be able to see themselves, you know, later on in life and like, you know, how they are, you know? And, you know, we had some kids that didn't want to dance and we told them to do the thumbs up. Like they were like, okay, thumbs up here, thumbs up there, thumbs up here, thumbs up there. That's all they did. Um, and that was because they wanted to make sure, um, one, that they didn't make any mistakes. Those were my perfectionist kids. And some of them just didn't like to dance. So, um, or in public anyways. So that is what we did. And then we used a certain program to put all of the pieces together. There's a lot of apps on your phone that allow you to actually put together everything. So that is something I'm gonna show you too. We're gonna put that in our Pinterest. We're gonna put it as a list of resources for you as well. So you put your videos together. Once you put your videos together, you choose some music, you put it in the, um, you, you put it on your video and you're good to go. So I wanna remind you, sometimes certain things are going to take a long time and some of you guys are like you know what this is too much i'm not doing all this tiffany i'm sorry but i want you to think about the experience that kids have had this year there's been so much trauma in the world generally like just lately i feel like and people are on edge people are not smiling they said this is the time where people have the highest depression unemployment rate I mean, we can go on and on and on and on and on about what has taken place this over this last couple of years. This is a time for us to bring those smiles back, to bring that joy back, to just celebrate all of the love and the progress and the things that we've done. You know, and for some centers, we're like, you know, we're just getting back in the game. Like, I feel like we haven't even done anything. Choose some different items or different things that you want to hit that you're doing in your classroom and take pictures of that and highlight that. You know, it doesn't have to be the whole year if you haven't been um, present for the whole year, but you can still do something to show and to boost people's, you know, um, morale. Cause right now it's just so low. I just feel like there's so much going on right now. We need to, we need to take that time to, to really embrace this. So let's move on to the next tip that I have here. Um, we want to make sure that we create different photo booths. I think those are a lot of fun. Um, if you do not do a graduation, you can still do a photo booth, take pictures of the kids and put them in the yearbook. You know, that is a huge thing you can do and it's fun. Um, they can do they can use little masks. They can create their own masks if you don't want to do any cross-contamination and create your own mask, have them put it on, um, and then and then go from there. But you want to give them an opportunity to take pictures. Also, too, I encourage 
if you have a student that's really good at taking pictures, have them take some pictures because that's something that they can do to participate. And then in the yearbook, you could say pictures taken by whatever that student's name is. Um, or you can switch out, like maybe there's a couple students that wanna do the picture, the photo booth, you know, and they all take turns. Again, you want to give them the opportunity to be a part of graduation and not just be bystanders. The next thing that I want to make sure that you have is your diplomas. We talked a little bit about that. We're not going to harp on that because you guys already know. You can do special uh, awards if you want. So if you have students that have done really great things, best um, mad scientists, amazing artists, um, things like that, team leader, those are some great ideas that you can actually sneak in there. The next one I want to go into is remembering your teachers. So there's some teachers that may not want to speak. There may be one teacher that wants to speak, making sure that in your yearbook, as well as at the graduation or in your video, you recognize those teachers and you recognize how hard they've worked and all of the things that they've done. Because being an educator is a lot of work and sometimes you don't feel like you always get the uh, accolades that you deserve and so, please make sure you take that time to recognize your staff. Um, if you've had students that have gone through every single class or have gone through most of the classes, highlight that, you know, let them know that they've been at your program for, you know, over, you know, four years or their entire life. Whatever way that you can embrace or thank the families for being a part of your program, I think is extremely important. And it's also extremely important to recognize their growth and development in your program and through your program. You wanna make sure that you rehearse. This is the next one, you guys. You've gotta rehearse, okay? Do not try to just go up there and just do whatever. Go through it a couple times with your kids, especially your kids that are very anxious and they're planners. They wanna know what's going on and how to do things. So make sure that you definitely do that. Last but not least, I want to make sure that we go over establishing photo policies. Make sure that you have um, your families understand that there are certain kids that can't have photos, they need to ask their parents, things like that. Um, one of the things that I would definitely do differently is have a photo release signature um, and then maybe put like a special button on a child um, down to let families know do not take a picture of that child. So there's different ways that you can um, ensure confidentiality and all of that great stuff. Last but not least, you want to make sure you thank everybody and you want to make sure that you give them directions of what's going to happen. So typically I give my graduation parties or any kind of party at the end, at least 15 to 30 minutes for people just to gather and talk and connect. They need that time and it's going to happen. So make sure that you plan for it. You guys, I hope you really, really, really like this, this planning piece of this presentation of a road trip training. It is so much fun to be able to celebrate children's growth and development, and then also celebrate all the work that we put forth to create an environment that is empowering, that is beautiful, that celebrates children. And so without further ado, you guys, thank you for listening to this short podcast. I hope you enjoy these tips. I am going to have the assessment attached to this podcast. So make sure that you take it, make sure you fill out all the information, make sure you complete everything. 
That way you can get your credits and move on, you guys. Remember that you can take any of the courses that we are providing during the road trip training. It's gonna go from May 1st to May 31st. So spread the word, share, 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 share. Join our Facebook group, our Instagram page, as well as our new Pinterest board, which we are just loving so much. Um, so make sure that you join those things so that you can continually grow and develop. And until next time, you guys, thanks for joining me, Stephanie Courtney, your trainer at The Learning Project.